a wave of public mourning and anger on social media after a Wuhan doctor who warned of the new coronavirus dies from the illness himself. Philippine health authorities will lock down the athlete's village in New Clark City, where Filipinos repatriated from China will now be quarantined. And U.S. President Trump gives his political opponents a tongue lashing a day after being acquitted in a historic impeachment trial. Good afternoon. I'm Carmina Constantino. Dateline Philippines begins right now. Welcome to the program. The novel coronavirus that emerged from the Chinese city of Wuhan late last year kills more people in China. The new deaths include a Chinese doctor who was among the first to raise the alarm about the illness. One of the first Chinese doctors who tried to warn the world about a new coronavirus died on Friday from the illness, a grim milestone for the fast-spreading outbreak. 34-year-old Li Wenliang was an ophthalmologist at a hospital in Wuhan, the Chinese city hardest hit by the outbreak. He and seven others were reprimanded by Wuhan police last month for spreading illegal and false information about the coronavirus. On Friday, China's Hubei province, where Wuhan is located, reported 69 new deaths, taking the death toll in China to over 600. It also reported nearly 2,500 new cases, for a total of over 30,000 cases, according to state TV. But the World Health Organization on Thursday said it was too early to claim the outbreak was peaking. Dr. Michael Ryan. Uh, there has that been that constant increase in, in cases in Hubei uh, province, but we haven't seen that same acceleration in provinces outside Hubei. But as you said, Stephanie, and you are correct, there are cycles of transmission, and we may see those cases increase in the coming days. Officials around the world are taking preventative measures to control the spread. Researchers around the world scrambling to find a vaccine for the Wuhan coronavirus, but so far there's been no guarantee one will arrive in time. For now, health officials are isolating the sick to fight the spread of the virus, which causes fever, cough, and in severe cases, pneumonia. Before Wuhan, there have been two other coronavirus outbreaks in the last 20 years, that's SARS and MERS-CoV, and some experts are predicting there could be more. It's not an issue of if, but when. I think that these will occur again. Um, am I surprised every time it happens? Yes, I'm not. I, I am. Um, but um, but I think it demonstrates the capacity of these viruses to cause really serious disease, not just not just medical or health disease, but social disruption. And I think there's really, really many reasons to, to keep a, an emphasis on the research in these viruses. The World Health Organization says countries must invest in virus research and prevention as vaccines take time to develop. In the meantime, there are simple things everyone can do. Wash your hands regularly and cover your nose and your mouth with your elbow when you cough or sneeze. That's the personal hygiene. Keeping the world safe is in our DNA. If countries invest now in prevention and research, we can avoid more cases and more costs down the line. 41 more passengers of a cruise ship docked in Yokohama, Japan, have tested positive for the Wuhan coronavirus. This brings the total number of confirmed cases on that ship to 61, among them a Filipino crew member. The Philippine Embassy in Tokyo says the sailor is responding well to treatment. 
The cruise ship has around 3,700 people on board, including 538 Filipinos. Japanese authorities po, uh, araw-araw po nagsagala doon ng pagkain at mga ibang supplies na pangangailangan nila. At uh, may contact din po sa amin ang uh, mga ibang Pilipino natin kasama doon. Ano po. At uh, kung mayroon po silang mga concerns, pinapaalam naman po sa amin at kami po ang uh, nagpapaalam sa Japanese government para ma-actionan po yung mga concerns nila. The cruise ship was placed under quarantine this week after an 80-year-old Hong Kong national who disembarked late last month tested positive for the virus. Japan's health minister says dozens of others are awaiting their test results. Well, Filipinos repatriated from China's Hubei province will be quarantined in the athletes' village in New Clark City in Tailac instead of Fort Magsaysay in Nueva Ecija. Philippine Health Secretary Francisco Duque says the Athletes' Village, which was first used during last year's Southeast Asian Games, has better facilities. The village will be placed on lockdown and all precautionary measures will be taken to prevent the spread of the novel coronavirus. Around 45 Filipinos are expected to return home from Hubei this weekend. Upon alighting the plane, the BOQ shall screen all passengers. All OFWs with symptoms shall immediately be admitted as patients under investigation or PUIs at identified ready hospitals. While asymptomatic OFWs will be transported to the quarantine facility. During the quarantine period, one room will be allotted per person to ensure patient safety and convenience. The room can also be can also accommodate a family of three. The movement of the quarantine people shall be limited to the building only. By the way, the rooms have uh, televisions, uh, each one of them, and a refrigerator, air condition. Uh, it's such a nice uh, place, nine uh, very nice rooms, uh, and uh, we believe nothing less. Uh, should be provided uh, to our Kababayans. The local government of Kapas Tarlac not in favor of making the athletes' village a quarantine site for Filipinos arriving from China. City Mayor Reynaldo Katakutan appeals to President Duterte to look for an alternative location as residents there are fearing for their health and safety. Katakutan claims the local government wasn't consulted before the decision was made. Locals also worried the lockdown may have a negative impact on the city's tourism sector. U.S. President Trump gives his political opponents a tongue lashing in his first public appearance since the Senate acquitted him in a historic impeachment trial. Speaking at the annual National Prayer Breakfast in Washington, D.C., Trump took a swipe at House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Senator Mitt Romney for supposedly using faith as an excuse to justify corrupt actions. Pelosi led the House in impeachment, make, make that an impeaching Trump last December, while Romney is the first U.S. senator in history to cast a bipartisan vote to oust a sitting president. And this is really not a news conference. It's not a speech. It's not anything. It's just we're sort of, uh, it's a celebration because we have something that just worked out. I mean, it worked out. We went through hell unfairly, did nothing wrong, did nothing wrong. I've done things wrong in my life, I will admit. Not purposely, but I've done things wrong. 
But this is what the end result is. Take that home, honey. Maybe we'll frame it. It's the only good headline I've ever had in the Washington Post. Later on Thursday, Trump also delivered a speech at the White House where he apologized to his family for the impeachment chaos. So I just want to thank my family for sticking through it. This was not part of the deal. I was going to run for president, and if I won, I was going to do a great job. I didn't know that I was going to run, and then when I got in, I was going to have to run again and again and again. Every week, I had to run again. That wasn't the deal, but they stuck with me. Well, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi lashing back at President Trump. The Democratic leader called out the American leader for what she calls his inappropriate comments at the National Prayer Breakfast. She adds she prays for Trump because he's off track with the American Constitution and American values. She also defends her decision to tear up a copy of Trump's State of the Union address. He has shredded the truth in his speech. He's shredding the Constitution in his conduct. I shredded his state of his mind address. I pray hard for him because he's so off the track of our Constitution, our values, our country, the air our children breathe, the water they drink, and the rest. He really needs our prayers. He's talking about things that he knows little about, faith and prayer. Philippine Central Bank uh, cuts uh, key interest rates by 25 basis points at its first monetary policy meeting of the year. The central bank chief calls it a preemptive move amid increased external headwinds, including the novel coronavirus outbreak. Warren de Guzman reports. After holding key interest rates unchanged for two straight rate-setting meetings, the Philippine Central Bank's Monetary Board decided to cut key rates Thursday by 25 basis points. That brings the key overnight lending rate to 3.75%, which should encourage lenders to cut borrowing costs for both production loans to boost business sector activity and consumer loans to give the public a bit more spending power. The inflation outlook was also updated, with 2020 inflation seen accelerating to 3%, slightly higher than the central bank's last forecast made in December 2019. The culprits, the lingering effects of the African swine fever outbreak, which has now found its way to Mindanao, tighter international supply of rice, and the burden on the economy posed by the Taal eruption and the aftermath of Typhoon Tisoy. External headwinds include various geopolitical tensions and uncertainty surrounding global trade. They're also seen as a downside risk to global growth. Philippine Central Bank Governor Ben Jokno also made mention of the viral outbreak, which has been dominating headlines. The Monetary Board noted that the spread of the 2019 novel coronavirus could have an adverse impact on economic activity and market sentiment in the coming months. The Monetary Board concluded that the manageable inflation environment allowed room for a preemptive reduction in the policy rate to support market confidence. Central Bank Deputy Governor Francis Daquila, however, says the outlook for the Philippine economy remains firm and all current headwinds, including the coronavirus situation, are not enough to affect the Banco Central's schedule for banks' reserve requirement ratio adjustments, 
or Governor Jokno's vow to cut key interest rates by at least 50 basis points this year. Dakila, however, did say there is more than enough wiggle room to pull off more policy easing if necessary. And I would then say that there is not only just a monetary policy space to support growth, but the fiscal space is also there because we already have the budget uh, and the uh, uh, the uh, expenditure program uh, is in place. The impact of NCOV is also likely to be short term uh, because if we base it on uh, our uh, previous uh, experience with the uh, SARS, it really lasted um, for just a few months. I, if I can recall, uh, two quarters uh, in 2003. The central bank has always insisted its policy decisions are data dependent. But in this instance, the coronavirus has forced them to take a closer look at two specific data points, tourism receipts and transport activity. These, along with the usual inflation movements, will be key when the Monetary Board next meets on March 19. Warren de Guzman, ABS-CBN News. China forges ahead with fulfilling its phase one trade deal with the U.S. as it grapples with containing the Wuhan coronavirus outbreak that's projected to slow economic growth. China says it will cut in half rates of additional tariffs on some U.S. products starting February 14th. The cuts apply to some $75 billion worth of imports, including beef, pork and soybeans. The U.S. earlier announced a similar move. The White House says President Trump and his Chinese counterpart Xi Jinping reaffirmed in a phone call Friday their commitment to implement phase one of the trade deal. In that phone conversation, Chinese state media said Xi also assured Trump the Chinese government is sparing no effort to contain the Wuhan coronavirus outbreak. Metro Manila Water concessionaires Mainilat and Manila Water ordered by President Duterte to refund environmental fees they've supposedly been collecting since 1957. Duterte says he is open to talking with the heads of the utility firms if they return the money to the public. But there's some confusion over the president's directive since both water companies only started operating under concession deals sealed in 1997. Government lawyers are currently renegotiating those concession contracts after Duterte tagged the deals as onerous. They're trying to, they're trying to reach out for a settlement. Let us see how it develops. You guys have been collecting money since 1957 to build a something of and you have not even come up with a, a can of clean water or a canal there. Give us back the money, give it back to the people, and maybe we can talk about solving your problem. Both Mainila and Manila Water have yet to respond to the president's latest comments. A couple of huge trades went down before the NBA's trade deadline lapsed Thursday. Two-time All-Star Andre Drummond was sent packing by the Detroit Pistons to the Cleveland Cavaliers. In exchange for seldom-used players John Henson, Brandon Knight, and a second-round draft pick come 2023. 
The Pistons didn't get much in return because Drummond can opt out of his contract after this season. Drummond, the NBA's leading rebounder, took to social media to express his displeasure over the trade, saying he wanted to stay in Detroit. Another former All-Star who found a new home is D'Angelo Russell. The Golden State Warriors traded the court general to the Minnesota Timberwolves for scoring machine Andrew Wiggins. The deal pairs Russell with his good buddy, T-Wolves resident superstar, make that Carl Anthony Towns. Wiggins, on the other hand, finally gets to play for a team with championship pedigree. Meanwhile, the LA Clippers outbid the Lakers in the race for Knicks forward Marcus Morris. The addition of Morris gives the Clippers a power forward with a good perimeter game. Morris has been averaging close to 20 points per game this season. Well, the lineups of Team LeBron and Team Giannis are all set for this year's NBA All-Star Game. The two team captains, LeBron James and Giannis Attentacumpo, finished drafting their teammates, with LeBron making Lakers teammate Anthony Davis his top pick. Aside from the Laker duo, Team LeBron will also feature Kawhi Leonard, James Horton, and Luka Doncic in the starting five, while the bench is composed of Damian Lillard, Ben Simmons, Nikola Jokic, Jason Tatum, Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, and DeMontis Sabonis. Team Giannis, on the other hand, includes Chris Middleton, Joel Embiid, Pascal Siakam, Kemba Walker, Trey Young, Bam Adebayo, Rudy Gobert, Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry, Brandon Ingram, and Donovan Mitchell. The NBA All-Star Game will be held February 16th in Chicago. And that's today's online edition of Dateline Philippines. Thanks for joining us. I'm Carmina Constantino. Don't forget to like and share this video and leave your comments below.